Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson along with producer Don McLean morning morning do we have a delay today Steve no well we we won't know no that was me I just bent my neck down and then slowly came up with dramatic pause you just couldn't <laughs> oh, see it no, we I won't meant know earlier when we were doing the dirt when Don was doing the dirt alert I don't think so. No, we should be good. But later, the 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 uh, the team the the team of engineers that we have, uh, I told them that I will be testing out a couple things that we tried yesterday, and then when in doubt, I have one surefire way of connecting that is seamless. There is no delay. Um, but they want to check out a couple of other options before that. So later, but I thought, you know what I don't want to do? Do you know what I don't want to do? What? Do you know what I don't want to do? Not uh, sure. I don't want to start the show with any sort of pixelation. The first segment right out of the shoot, I just don't want it to be like, eh, uh, uh, right uh, yeah. So I thought I, I will, I will uh, s- sort of ease into that a little bit later, and then you guys will yell at me if, in fact, it is not up to par, and then I'll go back to the fail-safe option that I have. Okay. 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 Don't yell Whatever at us, man. Works for you. Jeez. Sorry. I don't know why I got upset. I don't either. Um, today is the first memorial service for George Floyd. It's going to be held this afternoon in Minneapolis. Um, they're expecting hundreds of people. I believe it's an invite-only yes. situation, hmm. right? But it's, you can watch it on Channel 5 today. There I was waiting for Steve to give us his plug. Oh, Listen, yeah. no, Don did it. You did it just right, Don. She Great, yes. Yeah, you can. And then, 1 o'clock, you guys. 1 o'clock. I think they have it scheduled um, from 1 o'clock until 3, three. o'clock um, Central Time. But, you know, it, if and if it's... My guess is it could spill over. I think that this mm-hmm. is um, yeah. this is a, a, obviously a very big event. And not only will Minnesota be watching, but I think that um, folks all around the country will certainly have their eye on this. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I heard Lester Holt is in town mm. to cover it. So there's probably going to be a lot of coverage even after it ends. Um, Reverend... Al Sharpton will eulogize uh, Floyd, and uh, I believe uh, Ben Crump, who is representing the Floyd family, he's a civil rights attorney, he will also be speaking. Hmm. So, And then on Saturday, there will be one in North Carolina, and then I believe Tuesday's the funeral in, uh, Tex- in Houston, Texas. Right, right, because he's from Houston. Right. right. Oh, and was born in North Carolina, and that's where gotcha. all those cities come come into play yeah. um there is a curfew still for through tonight into tomorrow morning just yeah. a heads up for you 10 p.m till 4 you know i have to say um 
living in the burbs, you you sort of experience this indirectly, yes. right? I mean, if you live in the city, you mm -hmm. had a very different experience um, right. the last last week or so than folks in the suburbs did. But yesterday, I had my f first um, interesting encounter where I saw the National Guard. So as we were pulling out of, um, and by we, I mean me. I drive alone to and from work. But as, I'll continue the we, the royal we. <laughs> as we were pulling out of work, um, there is a, a street territorial, I believe is what I was on. And there's just like an office building and a complex of some various businesses. And uh, in this parking lot, which usually has no one in it right now because everybody's working from home, was the National Guard. And they were there, and you saw all of their trucks there, and there were um, National Guard members that were in the parking lot. There were some who were out near the curb, and they all were, you know, kind of like in a, a ready and guarding position. And it was, uh, it was just sort of interesting to see that up close and personal for the first time. I've only seen those images on TV. And I asked, I was talking with Elizabeth Reese afterward about it, and if, you know, she lives in Minneapolis, so she has seen this up close and personal. St. Paul. She lives in no. She lives in Minnie. She does. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she always complains about the Minneapolis uh, taxes, and she's always. Oh. And we're like, are you going to move to St. Paul? Uh, but anyway, she has seen the National Guard many times, and I said, do you think that that means that they had heard something, or why would they be there today? And she was presuming that it was sort of just like a, we're we're going around one spot to another to another to another to another part of town just to let you know, like we're here mm. and we're watching, and we don't want any more you know, looting Trouble. and arson and stuff like that. So it was quite a show of force, though. Just and, driving by them, you're like, whoa. And it's been reduced since the weekend. Oh, sure, sure. But, um, yeah, that is that is kind of scary. It, like, really puts things in perspective. Right. You know, um, by now you probably know that the other three officers involved in the um, the the death of George Floyd have been charged uh, each of them are charged with one count of aiding and abetting second-degree murder uh, and one of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. Both charges are felonies. And so the charge against um, Derek Chauvin has been, um, they've added a second-degree murder charge there. Yeah. So people, I guess, are at least um, feeling better about that. Right, because we didn't have answers for so long as yeah. to why they hadn't been arrested. It, there's a process that they have to go through because they want their um, charges. I mean, their goal is to have a guilty verdict with this. You know, they're not. Right. Uh, and so they, they need the evidence and they need to have a case that they feel like is airtight. Very difficult. Yeah. I believe we have uh, Keith Ellison mm -hmm. uh, talking on the charges. Here's a clip. First, I filed an amended complaint that charges former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin with murder in the second degree. I believe the evidence available to us now supports the stronger charge of second degree murder. Second, arrest warrants were issued for former Minneapolis police officers J.A. King, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tau. Hennepin County Attorney Michael Freeman and I uh, filed a complaint that charges police officer King Lane and Tao with aiding and abetting murder in the second degree of felony offense. There you have it. Yeah. And it, aiding and abetting, just so you know, um, is, um, where is it? I just had it. The, um, 
Hmm. John has a lot of papers. I was going to give you a little. (laughs) And I usually have them very organized. Uh, It is a person. It's defined as a person um, who is criminally liable for a crime committed by another if the person intentionally aids, advises, hires, counsels, or conspires with or otherwise procures the other to commit the crime. Right. There you go. Um, And it looks like um, the felony count uh, of aiding and abetting second-degree murder is punishable by up to 40 years in prison. And then the second count of uh, second-degree manslaughter, aiding and abetting, punishable by up to 10 years in prison or a fine Mm. of up to $20,000. So just to give it a little... Yeah. More well, info now, on that. The, the beginning of watching that process mm. play out. By the way, an update from Elizabeth Reese regarding the National Guard. She says that it was uh, the most peaceful night that they've had in quite some time in their neighborhood. Great. Uh, last night. So that's a, that's a good sign Fantastic. of progress. Fantastic. Yeah. I saw a, um, a clip this morning on the news of, was it Denver? I think it was in Denver. And it was just this beautiful sea of people holding up their cell phone lights mm-hmm. and it just it just felt like peace you mm. know and like yeah. hear us listen yeah. so um that's that's good to know i'm a sucker too like even at a concert for when they say put your cell phones in the air i just think it looks so cool and it's like whoa we're all doing this together yes. so you can imagine if unity you, if you put underneath it very significant context all the more powerful exactly um, we'll let you know if anything else uh, comes up as far as as news. Um, we'll keep you posted on that. Again, the uh, memorial is happening today at one o'clock. You can watch it on on Channel Five. Okay. Indeed. When okay. All right. Back. Now we have to do some stupid stuff. Okay. Contractually, we have to do stupid yes, segments. We're required. Why do we say ribbit? When we make a frog sound, (laughs) hear me out. There is a very specific, interesting reason why. We'll all find out together next on Don and Steve on My Talk. Good morning and welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment in this. Ribbit. Ribbit. Why do we say ribbit? Ladies and gentlemen, no, I, I would hazard a guess that no one within the sound of my voice could answer that question. It kind of sounds like a frog going ribbit, you know? Cotton? Yeah. That's uh, what it sounds like, yeah. yeah. Ribbit. Ribbit. Hey, hey ladies. <laughs> yep. Could you do me a favor and not undercut my story right now? Because what I'm about yeah. to share is riveting. Okay. Listen to this. It's Why riveting. do we say it's riveting? Jeez, uh, <laughs> Steve, you should have known better. All right. Why we say ribbit when making the frog sound? There are four thousand seven hundred species of frogs. Only one of the forty-seven hundred makes a ribbit sound but we associate it with all frogs why because the frog that ribbits is native to california so it's the one that sound engineers originally recorded for movies oh incoming fact 
Oh, man. Guys, uh, I have other things, but we could just take the next four minutes to process yeah. what we just heard. Yeah. Isn't that something? 4,700. Only one makes the ribbit sound. Like, I have peepers in the backyard, and they, they don't sound anything like ribbit, right? Then there are bullfrogs who are doing like the... That's not a ribbit. Why are we ribbiting? Because they lived in Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood! Mm, ribbit. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> I love that w- frog. He's so the good. CW frog. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ribbit. Seriously, though, no follow-up? Like, anything you guys want to add? Nope. I think, no? uh, okay. I think uh, a good period at the end of that one is... is All right. Well, well, I used to accurate. pick up frogs a lot, and they would pee on my hand. There. Yeah, That's and what I've got. Gross. People would tell you that you would get warts, right? I don't believe those. If you picked up a toad? Mm-hmm. That was just being mean to the toad. They say that because the toad has like kind of like warts. Toads are very bumpy. Frogs yes. are smooth. Toads are bumpy. I used oh, to. I had to dissect one. Oh yeah, that yeah. The fetal pig was a. Oh, wow. I never did that stinky. One. Yes. Yeah, very stinky. Oh, oh my gosh! God, I Turns hated out that. the inside of uh, things doesn't smell good. <laughs> so they have to cover it up with something even grosser. Even grosser because of that. Um, I used to dig frog traps. My brothers and I would dig frog traps. So in the where the house where we grew up, we would just dig holes, hoping that frogs would go into them, and then we would be able to keep them. Oh. In hindsight, and especially when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound too good. But, you know, you're a kid. You're trying to collect things. You're like, hey, I want that. I want a worm. I want an ant. I want a frog. <laughs> All right, you have forced me into this about glow sticks. The guy who invented glow sticks, can this be real? He didn't know that they were popular at concerts and festivals until 2013. Ooh, I have follow-ups. I bet it's because he was living on an island because he made the glow stick, like, made a fortune. What did he make it for then? Just for kids to play with at parties? For Maybe. safety. Oh, oh that could be a torch. Paternophobia. I tell you what. This this new spice of Don feigning interest, which is all I've ever asked, by the way. I don't need you to legitimately be interested, but just feigned interest is really lifts my spirits. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Donna's eyes have rolled fully into her skull. Yep. Paternophobia is the fear of being tickled by feathers. <laughs> Do people still do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's when was the last time you saw someone tickle someone with a feather? I mean, outside of the bedroom. Okay. Um, I do not like being tickled a bit. It me makes either. me want to I hate it. It makes me want to punch someone. Yes, yes, Steve. Yes, You're my, You're my best friend. friend. Now this, chernophobia. Donna, you might have this. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't. Chernophobia <laughs> is an irrational fear of fun or happiness. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> we'll have to play for Dawn. The uh, Chuck E. Cheese thing that you think really <laughs> identifies both of us. It was a it was an old theme song for Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, I'll dig it up so that you can play it after the break for everybody. Oh sure, um, an old Chuck E. Cheese commercial, and they there are two verses. And the first time I heard it, it was like, oh my gosh, the first verse is Donna, the second verse is me. And you can draw your own assumptions as to the tone of the first verse versus the tone of the second verse. Okay. But it was like, ah. Yeah, I'll see Chernophobia. Sounds like the fear of churning butter. Yes. Oh. Don't want to churn something. Mm. Was it Don? Don, did you say you want to churn butter? Oh, yeah. You have that, like... How do you do that? Like, with your feet? Like, like you're on a bike? Yeah, <laughs> with your feet. <laughs> no, you know what Isn't I Isn't it a paddle <laughs> in, like, like a like yeah. a, like a big, it like, is. keg, an open keg, and then you have a paddle, and you're stirring it? Big well, stirs. that's a big one if you're making butter for the whole town. I have a little... <laughs> I have a thing that's, uh, that's, um, it's like a jar, a large jar. Wait. And do you have a churn what? stick? What? You have oh, one? Man. It's no time to talk about it. Oh. Bring it in. We oh. need to see this. Okay. And welcome back to the show, everyone. You now, guys, uh, yeah, go ahead. I tried to find the right Chuck E. Cheese commercial oh, during the break, didn't? just so you know. Wasn't able to find it. For the record, though, if ever you're feeling just down and out, mm-hmm. there are so many compilations of Chuck E. Cheese commercials from yesteryear. And they are, all of them are great in their own special way. And how they used to market to kids is just, it's just great. It's great. So I, that's my encouragement to you. You get bored today, do a five or 10 minute deep dive on Chuck E. Cheese commercials. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I will see if I could find that before the end of the show. Um, You guys familiar with um, Betty Broderick? Mm, Betty Broderick? No. Murders. Where did it happen? Um, La Jolla, California, San Diego area. What time? What? 1989. Okay. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh, such a good story. There have been so many movies, so many books uh, about this woman who was this happily married, um, well-to-do woman who was married to a prestigious uh, doctor and lawyer. I don't think he practiced medicine, but... Um, And then they had like four kids, I think five kids. And then he decided to peace out. And then. What's that mean, peace out? He decided to split. Oh, okay. It's nice of him to have that option. And then he hooked up with a younger uh, woman, got married to her, and then Betty loses her, you know what. Okay. So she. He wants a divorce. She refuses to divorce him because she doesn't. She still wants to be married. Um, but it's so good. And the reason I'm bringing it up because there's a great podcast right now, um, hosted by Pat Morrison, who's a columnist and reporter with the L.A. Times, and it's called "It Was Simple: The Betty Broderick Murders." Um, and you could find it. It's a four-part series, and. 
she just does such a great job. I mean, they are. And the thing that is interesting about this story is because there's something in this story where you can maybe see yourself or try to examine how you would react Hmm. in a similar situation. You know, everybody's not everybody, but people have had their hearts broken, you know, and been broken up with before and this is just taking it to the nth degree you get to hear from her divorce excuse me her divorce attorney her defense attorney the foreman of the jury that convicted her um one of the new wives linda uh one of her best friends and the way they produce it is so well done now on the flip side of that season two of dirty john is on the Betty Broderick story. Oh. And it's, I only made it through the first episode. It just premiered, but it is super campy. Really? Something is missing. And I think people are telling me, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, and if you're watching it, you can give us a call, 651-641-1071. On the second episode, I hear it, it gets way better. But oh. it's such a good story. Now, I know Dawn watched the first season of Dirty John, um, and I'm going to have to get her opinion on that, but she's dealing with a technical issue right now. Oh, Dirty John, where is that? Is that a a Netflix? I think it started, I want to say it started on Bravo, but now it's on USA Network. Huh, okay. So Maybe I think they're probably all under like the Universal banner or something like that. Right. properties, huh? And Dirty John was, I guess it was about... Kind of similar, you know, it's a true crime mm-hmm. based on true crime. Um, but I guess they just kept the Dirty John title to, you know, how American Crime Story sure. does yes. that whole thing. So, yes, we'll uh, we'll get to Dawn in a second here. But well, and as you mentioned, like the campy kind of way that they're going about it, not quite campy, but it's kind of related. I, I think that's one of the things that I like about the show Dead to Me. Season two, which I'm almost finished with, Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini. It's it's obviously, I mean, it's around, it starts with death. Death is featured, it's prominent throughout. Um, but from, they just have so many moments of levity where you don't even care when they are right in, for instance, you know how sometimes, Donna, you will lose, um, you'll, you'll just have a continuity issue and then you're like, okay, I'm out. It's There's too many yeah. times the yeah. eye color changed, the shirt changed, whatever. Sle- sleeves were up, sleeves were down. Mm-hmm. There was I saw something last night in an episode where they are, there's a conversation that is happening and Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini are ta- are looking at each other while someone is talking to them, which normally you'd be like, okay, that would never happen. Like that would be a total giveaway for whatever they're trying to, you know, beat around the bush with. Mm-hmm. And instead, because of the, the comedic tone throughout, you sort of just adjust your expectations early on in the series. And then when they do hit you with like an interesting plot twist or something like that, it hits you. But when they're kind of campy or silly about um, the, the, the branches on the tree, we'll say, you just you just are ready to laugh. So I guess I don't leave dead to me feeling as dark as I would if they decided to lose the comedic aspect of Got it, you know? It. Yep. So it feels like I, I feel like I'm in both lanes where I'm sort of dealing with drama and kind of a crime drama, but then I'm laughing and it has like upbeat moments sprinkled throughout as well. I think the the little plot twist that they've had so far 
have been really enjoyable. I've really enjoyed the second season. Oh, good. And I'm curious to see how they wrap it all up. We are halfway through uh, episode nine, and there are only ten episodes, so we're close. Oh, that's great. Wow, you're actually going to finish something. I can't believe it. Yet again. I also just remember I finished The Last Dance, the uh, Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls yes. documentary, 10-parter. What is going on with your respect for me right now, Donna? Um, is it skyrocketing? It, it's it's improving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's trending it's, up. It's trending up. I'm glad that you're liking it. Is, is Lou liking it, too? Yeah. It's an easy show where we're like, hey, if we can get the kids to bed, let's go uh, watch some Dead to Me. And then... I think the longest episode of the season so far has maybe been 33 or 35 minutes. Oh. So they're not hour long. Oh, they're I didn't not know hour that. long. Yeah. So you can you can kind of bust through them. Pretty like fast. I think we did two and a half last night, which for us is great. That's awesome. Um now getting back to what I was talking about, um Dawn. Yeah. Now you did you watch Dirty John, the first episode, I mean, the first season. I never watched the, I just heard that it was absolutely in no comparison as good as the podcast. Okay. It didn't even, didn't even compare. No, Connie Britton in it. Like it shouldn't, you shouldn't even watch it. The podcast is better. That's what okay. I heard. And I've listened to the entire podcast. Okay. Well, I'm about to, I have one more episode on the, um, the, it was simple. The Betty Broderick uh, murders. Yeah. If you like, so you haven't watched Dirty John. I've watched this one. The yeah, Betty but, Broderick. Betty Broderick. Yes. But, but I haven't watched the first season. The actual Dirty John story. Good. Do not do that because I don't want that to be spoiled for you because okay. it's just, uh, you can't stop listening to it. Okay. That's how this is. It's just so really well produced and every end of the episode there is something that compels you to listen to the next one immediately. Oh, okay. That's how this is, mm-hmm. too, the one that I'm listening to right now. And I'm just, you know, this is, I'm normally not one to finish a podcast because there's so much television that I want to watch. But oh. but these are, I mean, there's only four on this one, and they're like 30 minutes long. Steve, are you listening to any podcasts? You're a Mr. Podcast Man. You know, not really. No, I mean, I listen to the Dan Patrick show which is essentially just a daily radio show that is in podcast form as well, like we are. Get the MyTalk app, by the way. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not following any any specific storyline podcast right now. Well, I am very disappointed to hear that. <laughs> what are you See listening you. to on your way to work every day? Um, I'll listen to music. Um, and yeah, usually usually music or uh, sometimes a sermon. Oh, that's <laughs> a nice. A Timothy Keller that's sermon. That's kind of like a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but it not like there's not like the through line of mm. you know how will it end. Whereas <laughs> I, I I did listen to that. Gosh, what was it? Remember last year, I got hooked on that murder mystery, true life crime podcast. Darn it! And it was one of the only times in a podcast I have ever out loud gasped in my car. What was it? Oh. There's so many true crime podcasts out there. Makes me worry a little bit. Me too. Well, and I think a lot of them are old stories, though. You know, kind of like Dateline, you know, kind of features something that's already wrapped up. I listen to uh, almost all of my favorite murder, that podcast. Is that good? Because I hear some people say, meh, the women kind of. I I ended up loving it. At first, you're like, oh boy, um, they're both very Californian. Okay, <laughs> if you know yep. how 
that sounds. Yeah, the Californians on SNL is a great reference. Yep. If you would. Yep. <laughs> uh, but then you get used to it, and they're both very funny. There's just um, I, I did get into it because I was interested in uh, all of the cases they cover pretty much everything. But then I started to have some guilt about having listening to true crime prod- podcasts as an entertainment source. Huh. It made me feel. Guilty. Oh. I get that. Don't, but don't think of it as entertainment. Think of it as curiosity. Knowledge. Yes, but then what am I getting out of it? I think of that too. If it's so, unsolved, I can understand that. But yeah, go on, Steve. Well, I, well, just with with true crime, there is a part of me that thinks, and again, the story that, and I'm trying to find the one. It was with a girl, uh, the disappearance of a girl named Adea Shabani. Oh yeah, I listened to that the name one of too. It. Um, but I was compelled by that, Don. But to your point, it was a very well told story. But I th- sometimes just think, boy, we as a culture mm-hmm. have this fascination with death, with uh, people who are vanishing, with these dark mysteries that, you know, uh, uh, you are what you eat kind of a thing. Right. Garbage in, garbage out. It's like over time. That's why, like, I tapped out on Breaking Bad, a very well-told story, but we were ending our night too often. That's Breaking Bad. I mean, this is fictional. Mm-hmm, and right. it was like, boy, this kind of leaves me feeling dark at the end of each night. You know, media is powerful. It can inspire us and it can depress us. Yeah. And I think it can... I, I then also feel feel for the families who we all, in, like, eat it up as entertainment. And right. I just wonder, like, the family who actually lost that person... How do they feel that like someone is benefiting off of telling their story? I don't know. But Sometimes I, know. I get weird. A lot about of times it. the families participate in it because they if it's want helping the story. to find out truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you're thinking about to live and die in LA. That's the one, Donna. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. <laughs> you're welcome, Steve. Uh when we come back on the Donna and Steve show, we've got some stuff to tell you that we saw. I saw the best vending machine in the history of vending machines. And I hope that this is a trend that takes off. I'll tell you what's inside coming up when we return on If You See Something, Say Something on the Don and Steve Show on My Talk. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk, 1071, Everything Entertainment. You can follow us on social media. Don't forget about that. I'm at Valentine Donna. Steve is at KSTP Steve. Dawn is at Dawn at Dark. Easy peasy, right, guys? Yeah. You're right, Donna. Right. Boy, when hey, you put you it say something, there. say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? <laughs> Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well. I didn't know you were going to say something. Sorry. Forgiven. It's the year 2020, mm-hmm. mm. and mankind has finally figured out how to do vending machines the right way. Oh. Put meat in them. Yeah. Ooh. Like sandwiches? There's a butcher in Rochester, <laughs> New York. I'm walking here. here. He is using a refrigerated vending machine to sell his cuts of meat. And guess what? It's so popular, he has to restock it multiple times a week. Nay, multiple times a day. What? He keeps it open 24 hours a day for people who want to buy some no-contact meat at off-peak hours. Oh, that's... I want my meat. I can't wait. I need the meat. So it's refrigerated. Yeah. 
I, that's actually a very good idea. It's they have all sorts of of uh, different different cuts down there. Do you want to hear the guy talking about it? Oh, oh yeah, yes, I'm talking here. Hey, whoa. The meat machine for people who are going to come out this weekend and look for some great cuts of meat to be able to grill out in this awesome weather. There's a, a couple of buttons right here that will rotate the machine. There is beef, there is pork, there is chicken. Uh, in here currently, there will even be some prepared foods here uh, more and more as we go. Everything should be super safe, secure for you to be able to come in and purchase your meat. <laughs> purchase <laughs> your meat. If you're like, oh God, I could go for a pork chop right now, but I don't have any. <laughs> and the butcher is closed. Yeah. What, what do I do? Well, now, I have a question. I know we don't have follow-up questions usually, but maybe yeah, you can help me out here. You know, whenever you're trying to get a Reese's out and it doesn't fall down, oh. and then what if you were like, I need that pork roast, that pork shoulder, and you're like, now I have to buy two pork shoulders. <laughs> and you're walking out and you got two hawks. Yeah. You can oh hold them like the God. Ten Commandments, your pork butt. That's so funny. <laughs> You come to your neighborhood with each uh, pork butt in e- one in each hand, yeah, like oh Moses. Look, and these why, are fair questions. And why do they always put like the Bavarian pretzels on the top, oh. the tippy top, right? And you're like a four, and then they come crashing down. No, and, and they're broken. Up. Yes, you know I like redesign. it when a I like it when a vending machine has a nice uh, a sample of things. So I like it if there is. Uh, like beef jerky right next to Mike and Ike's. I think that that's a good option, a good range of choices. Because then you go up to the vending machine, you usually kind of have one thing in mind, maybe you're thinking, (laughs) I want potato chips or I want candy. But when they throw some other off-the-beaten-path ones, (laughs) then you're like, well, geez, maybe I do want jerky. And so I I love this idea. The name, the meat machine, (laughs) is so good. And it's refrigerated. And, you know, I'd like it if they had like a... It's funny. I'd like it if there was a hoagie in a vending machine, but I don't like buying hoagies from gas stations. I, What's up with that? But wait, didn't vending machines... I swear there were vending machines that had sandwiches in, in them. In college, we had those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I feel like they were more popular back then. Like, yeah. you don't really see that anymore. Like, if you were going through the airport, you could just stop and, you know, throw in, you know, a couple bucks, have an egg salad sandwich... Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> Have you seen? Did you see the picture of this uh, McCann's local meats? Yep, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. <sighs> big fan of meat. Um, you know who's not a big fan of meat? Who that? Um, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, is she a vegetarian? She is a vegetarian. She's vegan, and her son nice. is vegan. Oh my God, I can't even believe this story you're about to tell. Okay, so she, I guess she did an interview with the New York Times, and. I believe she was asked about how she's dealing with the pandemic with her son. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I quote, mm. my son and I take baths together. And when he's not with me, I take a bath and that really feels nourishing and comforting. Okay. Hold, mm. up. He, hold up. He's nine Wait years. Wait a minute. He's <laughs> hold the phone. He's nine years old. His name is Bear Blue. Bear Blue, B-L-U. I should not have laughed. 
You're my bear, I Blue. Apologize. Do you remember yeah. when he was like a baby, or not even a baby? He was, um, I don't know, like baby five years bear. old. He was baby <laughs> bear, Blue. Yeah. And she revealed that she fed him like a baby bird, pre-chewing his food and then having Forget. him okay. eat it out okay. of her mouth. No, that's don't lie. That's a true These story. These are public airwaves. That no, is a true, true story. Yeah. That was a big story. I feel like, quite honestly, I don't feel like you should be showering with your nine-year-old kid or taking a bath with your kid, um, especially the opposite sex. It's just too close to a puberty time, and I think you could damage them. I think I, that could lead to some confusing feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the cutoff for her? I think you're right. You know, right? We, look, we, we have a kids. I mean, there's even a certain age with our kids where... They are like, oh yeah, we can all. They can all have a bath together. Like, all right, guys, the bubble bath. And then we've even started moving away from that, just because our kids are getting a little bit older. And it's yeah. like, okay, you know what? Let's be mindful. You get to have your own time. bath time. And then the Good. two younger kids, you still can. And then you'll figure out when that next uh, cutoff is. I don't know what I'm more offended by. Um, the showering. T- that's that's weird. The bathing, especially. Lord in heaven, I don't want to be in a bath with anyone. I don't think I know. it's just too slippery, and there's not enough room. <laughs> or the mama birding the food. You're, That's you, trouble. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say the bath, just because of the, that's the, because there's nudity involved. There's nudity, and no, just yeah. absolutely. Let's say not I'll, do that. Okay. Yeah, no. Right. Hey guys, you know how I've been waiting <laughs> to get grass at my house? Yes. Look. I just heard a loud sound outside of my house. I think they're they might be putting in soil. I have to go check the window. This could be a major moment. Okay. I live in a mud pit. All right, we'll be over here working. (laughs) Have a good time. Whatever. Bye. Bye. We'll be right back with uh, a dirt alert and also some music news coming up next.